Welcome to the Recovering Perfectionist Podcast, where I empower you to develop sustainable habits, challenge society, and take messy action. I'm Christine, life balance coach and world champion ballroom dancer, and I believe that everyone has the power to create their very own life by design. The Recovering Perfectionist podcast was created with a mission to encourage a life of abundance by finding peace and acceptance in our own imperfections and developing healthy self-love through sustainable habits and manifestation. It's time to align with the universe for the full human experience and redefine what it really means to be successful. Uh It's too good, the secret is out and wow, Uh uh-huh. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Recovering Perfectionist podcast. I am so excited for my guest today. Uh, This is a topic we have not really discussed on the podcast in depth. A lot of you know about my relationship um, with my fiance and then I'm about to be married, but we are going to dive deep into love right now with Chiyama. She goes as Chi and she's a certified matchmaker and dating specialist. Hi, Chi. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? Absolutely. I'm so good. And I'm so excited that um, you actually, like we had a connection, your publicist reached out and wanted to do this. And I am so excited. Uh, This is the first time we're officially meeting through Zoom, you know, the 2021 (laughs) virtual way. Um, But this is really exciting. I have never really talked to someone who professionally does what you do. Um, so I have a lot of fun questions for you, (laughs) but, um, first I want you to kind of just tell us a little bit about you, kind of your story, your background and like how you got into this. Yeah. Great question. So my name is Chi, as you all know, um, I actually was born and raised in Seattle and I saw the movie hitch a few years back with Will Smith first came out. Yeah. Iconic movie. Obsessed with that movie. It was. (laughs) You know what? I've been doing this. I have been talking to people, giving dating advice and trying to see if I can match people up for many years. I think I started in fifth grade with that game MASH (laughs) that we used to play. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was obsessed with it. I'd want to play it with everyone in the class. And they were like, okay, now Chiama, you need to sit down, read a book or something. I was like, yeah, but let's talk about who you're going to end up with. Like, it was just fun to me. Um, And that carried on to middle school, which carried on to high school, college. And then here we are. Um, So yeah, that was kind of some inspiration for me. I also went through a a kind of heavy breakup. Um, I don't know, maybe two years ago or so. And that kind of infected, affected me and kind of made me not want to date anymore. And I wondered how many people had felt that way. And then I remembered, you know, how beautiful life is and how important it is to move forward. So I know that people have gotten into ruts before or went through a bad relationship or a bad divorce or unhealthy marriage, whatever the case may be. And now they're looking for some direction. Um, So I like to use my insight and my personal experiences to help people as well. So those are the reasons why I became a matchmaker and dating specialist, especially because in Seattle, there aren't very many that look like me. (laughs) So another thing, culture and diversity. I wanted to create something in my city that no one else was really offering at the scale that I was. So that's amazing. Um, I love all of that. I am all about cultural diversity. As people know, I'm, I'm actually French. My fiance is Haitian. So we're an interracial couple as well. Um, So yeah, I'll, I'll fill you in a little bit on what um, kind of my situation. So I've been with my fiance now for four years. We've been engaged for two. Congratulations. Thank you. And we're getting married, uh, in, so when this will air, we will already have be married. (laughs) Yeah. So we're gonna, yeah. So this will air after our wedding. I'm taking a break for the wedding, um, but officially (laughs) we're getting married in 20 days. The countdown is on. And um, it's very, very exciting. Um, We come from, so he speaks like five languages. He comes from Haiti, uh, grew up in Boston. And um, I am from France, grew up in Kansas City. So we have all these different, you know, kind of things going on. And we both speak English and French. Those are our common languages. And then he speaks Creole and Spanish as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, but we like the, I just absolutely, I love being in an interracial couple. Um, not like just for 
just the obvious reasons of just diversity. I just, I love being with someone who can, you know, we can travel the world together and we can speak all the languages. And, you know, I love that, you know, our, our kids are going to be mixed. Like all of those things to me are just so beautiful. And we've had a very wonderful experience with it in, in the sense of just not bringing negative attention towards us that some people have gotten in that situation. Um, but we met the old fashioned way. Well, no, we kind of met modern and old fashioned. So he reached out to me or we reached out to each other on Facebook. And then we ended up meeting for the first time um, by accident, not setting up a plan or anything at a salsa club because we're both professional dancers. Oh, okay. yeah. So did, who DM'd who first? And how did you find, did you have mutual friends or was it the salsa group or how did yeah. that happen? So that's a great question because we are currently in debate about that because we've gone back and looked at past messages. Right. I thought it was him reaching out to me first, but actually it was me reaching out to him first um, because we had, I think he added me as a friend or someone added someone, but we have mutual friends in the salsa community. So in, in the dance community, it's very small. So we right. all kind of know each other. So yeah. Facebook will recommend, you know, common people. And we ended up becoming friends and I reached out to him first and then um, just talking about like, oh, who are you? Like, you know, you speak French or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then he reached out to me in regards to an event that I was a part of that he was very interested in. So I said, yeah, I gave him some information on that. And then it was kind of silent for like four to six months. Like we didn't really talk at all. We just kind of went on, we were very both busy in our lives and we, uh, went to a regular salsa night on Friday night and we lived in Las Vegas and we were just out and we saw each other. And I was like, wait a minute. I think I know that guy. Like I've talked to that guy on Facebook, but of course that's kind of a weird new way of doing things. Yeah. So, so that's kind of my next question for you is you said you've been doing this for so long. How has your business changed with the change of technology and social media coming into our lives? Yeah. We don't date the same way anymore. No, we don't. <laughs> okay. So um, I, I want to explain this part. I've been matchmaking and giving love and dating advice for many years. But as far as my business beginning, I actually had the free time and space to do that a year ago. So it's Got officially it. been a year and a month since I've been in business. I Congrats. launched. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I launched February 2020. All right, okay. the month of love. And I was excited because it's Black History Month. And then COVID literally came right after and was like, surprise. So, right. so literally I had to change my entire business plan mm. um, because a lot of people were very hesitant, right? They don't know what's going on with the pandemic, but now it's a year in and people are discovering, okay, you know what? I've been on the dating apps. I'm tired of swiping left and right. What else is there and available for me? And so I love being a resource for people, right? So Another thing I realized I had to add to my services is dating app assistance, meaning helping you set up your profile, helping you go through pictures. Maybe you shouldn't be topless. <laughs> you know, yeah. send out different images. And then the, the people that like to take so many pictures with their friends, which one are you? Like just limit it to as many pictures of yourself right. as possible. It's good to have one or two to show that you're social. But I figured that because so many people were using dating apps, why not create a service that also helps them with dating apps? So I'm not telling you to stop what you're doing, but if you're having issues navigating a conversation, maybe right. I can, in, you know, send me screenshots. I can help you maybe navigate and find out the things that you want to find out and see if this person's e even worth continuing having a conversation with. That's so, so awesome. Or like, you know, you see the person who has like a baby in their picture and you're like, oh, they have a kid. No, it's, it's always the niece or the nephew, right? right. <laughs> and you're like- Put that in the caption. Put that in the caption. Yeah. So true. So that's so interesting because I come from the business entrepreneurial space where I help. Um, I don't anymore. I, I now I focus on sustainable habits and manifestation. So I'm helping people like manifest their dreams and create like daily habits and systems in their life that help them to organize, you know, to be able to level up. Yeah. Um, but I used to do a lot of like business branding. I had a PR company for the longest time. And I was, you know, helping people optimize their social media bios and their pages and their, you know, create amazing profiles so that they could, you know, attract more clients to their events or to their whatever. And so that's so interesting because um, my business coach always says, you're either selling someone something or you're being sold. 
Yeah, that's what it comes down and to. And essentially, you're selling yourself when you're dating. Like every single day, I think about that when I'm in my relationship. I'm like, I am selling my fiance on the idea that I want to go out to dinner tonight or that I want to watch this movie or that I am the person he should be. Like every day is a choice to be in this relationship. And you're constantly kind of, in a sense, selling the idea of what it is that we're trying to create here. And especially when you're doing it for the very first time. And now that we're online, it almost is like the same as branding a business, right? It's branding yourself and creating an optimized page. Cause you're right. We don't want to see the topless photos and the kids in your photos. If you don't have kids and you know, (laughs) you smoking a cigarette, if you don't want, don't want to attract people with, you know, that are smokers, like those are important things, I guess. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. So, um, that's so interesting. Okay. I, yeah. So talk to me about, um, first of all, and I, if you, I hope you're okay talking about this, but what is your relationship status? (laughs) And if you're not, we can, we can totally bypass, but. Oh no, I'm more than comfortable. I am single. Okay. Um, But I feel as though I live a very healthy, happy, fun dating life. I'm open to whatever the universe brings my way. And I think that, and that's something I tell my clients too, because a lot of them, I have, there's, there's two sides of it, right? I have some clients who are like, or people that are not even clients yet, but potential clients that reach out to me. So are you married since that's what your focus is? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not, but I'm in the same journey as you. And some people love that. They can feel, they feel like I'm more relatable, right? right. And then other people are more like, okay, well, let me know more about how this works. <laughs> because since you're not married, I'm kind of on you know, the fence and that's a perfectly fine. But I feel sure. like it's important to just be myself and show people that I'm a human just like you. And I navigate through dating too, but I'm really, really good at it. <laughs> but no, it's perfect, right? So I like to give insight as to be very open and honest about who it is that you are and what you're seeking in a partner, right? And then be able to bend in some ways, right? If he has everything that you need, but he's not as tall as you'd like, be more flexible, right? Like we have this perfect idea of who we envision to be our lifetime partner, but really we don't know. We don't know. We have an idea of what we like, but- I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. And I love that you're so real and authentic about that because you're so right. Like being able to relate to people, being on the same journey, Um, as life coaches, we do the same thing. You know, we're constantly trying to up level in our lives, but really like I have clients that have gone through, that are going through right now, what I went through a few years ago, but I'm now going through something completely different. And I work on with my coaches on that, you know? So it's very important to kind of continue the healing process and the growing process, depending on where you are, but that doesn't mean that you can't help people just because you aren't you know, there yet. Um, so I love that authenticity and yes, the, I mean, completely relatable to what we're talking about on this, on this podcast, when it comes to being perfect. And, um, we, I talk a lot about being the recovering perfectionist. I come from the world of ballroom dancing, which is very pristine and perfection and all of that. And so the, the concept of me being a recovering perfectionist is, constantly trying to, um, you know, understand how to be organized and efficient and essential with my time, but also not stressing myself out because it's all about progress, not perfection. And so I love how we can switch that for today's topic with you talking about love and dating, because I think so many people put the expectations on a partner to be so perfect. Yeah. There are no perfect people in this world. There are no perfect people. And I don't know what, you know, I mean, how can you, can you um, confirm that Disney has really ruined love a little bit for us? I think Disney has essentially ruined it for some, but also given us hope. I think there's both sides. I, I'm more of a, that the cup is half full type of person. But yeah, some things are unrealistic, but then, you know, you can't have your happily ever after, but you just may have to tweak a little bit thing of things in your journey. Right. So, I mean, that's the thing, like a happily ever after, I think is all in perspective. And I think what, I think where Disney has, you know, created us, like you said, the hope that they are creating for us for uh, when you become an adult, you realize that a lot of those endings end the same way. And there are so many different ways to get a happy ending. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that people need to be more, not just creative, but more flexible, right? Um, I say this to my clients a lot is, 
you know, being stubborn about your goals, but flexible about the methods. And, you know, if you know that the end goal is I want to be married, I want to be with someone, then be flexible about how that person's going to come into your life or what that person even is going to look like. Yeah. You know, yeah. do you see that a lot with your clients where they're, they have a specific person or quality traits in mind, and then they end up falling in love with someone completely opposite of that? Yes and no. Um, okay. With preferences in, in terms of political stance, um, age, sometimes age, um, religion, right? Those yes. sort of things, people are, they pretty much know, okay, like for instance, a really common one is I'm not interested in dating any Trump supporters. I hear that right. very commonly. Right. Perfectly fine. Everyone has their own preference. Um, I I understand that part. But like when it comes to stuff like height <laughs> or not being open to long distance, people's right. minds are constantly blown away. Like, I didn't know I can have this connection with someone that didn't live another place. And then saying you're not open to long distance, I ask myself, well, I ask them to ask themselves, why? What is it? Oh, well, maybe I'll be open to long distance if they're willing to relocate. Okay, now we're getting somewhere, right? Because some people have older family members or some people their career doesn't ma- like allow them to move. So I think it's just getting out of your head about visually who they are and then just being open to whatever I present to you and whatever the universe presents to you as well. I think having an open mind and an open heart is essential. It's essential. Oh, in everything, not just in dating and everything. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, and also you were talking to me before when we were chatting before we started recording um, specifically about the kind of clients that you help because you're not, like we, we're not, this is not a Tinder situation, right? Not, not. You are looking to help people who are looking for long-term love. Yes. Long-term commitments, mm-hmm. love and marriage, marriage-minded individuals, period. Because I get that there's people that, oh, I just want to form a long-term compatibility or long-term connection with someone. That's great. I wish the best of luck in your search. I am wanting to work with singles that are looking to find something real and can be patient with the process because it isn't Tinder. I can't just say you get a match, you get a match, you all get a match. Like it doesn't work that way. It takes time, especially depending upon what you're looking for and how stringent you are with your preferences. I always urge my clients to be more flexible. For instance, um, I was just talking in Clubhouse. <laughs> on this Love Clubhouse. Podcast. Me too. Me too. Must say. Um, but I was just talking about on this platform about um, what the most common complaint we get. And um, one thing I will say is that I do not like when women that are like below five foot six or even five, <laughs> five, seven, maybe, but five foot six and like below. And they're like, oh, he has to be at least six feet tall. What are you talking about? Why? Why is that so important? And then you you dwindle it down to the men that actually meet the six feet <laughs> threshold, right? And then you incorporate all the other things you're looking for. And I'm just like, this could be slim to none. Expand yeah. your mind. If he checks off everything on your box and he's not as tall as you'd like, and you're like primarily shorter, like, I think you have to be able to bend a little bit. You should be. Now I understand the aesthetic with women who are taller, five foot nine, five ten, five eleven, six feet tall. I get that. Yes. I do. Women do like a man that's taller for them. That's usually what they say. But if you're shorter, relax. <laughs> and even when you're taller, be able to bend if he's at least your height. I don't know. It's different for everybody, but. I mean, hello, Kevin Hart and Nico can make it work. We can make it work. <laughs> no, I love them together. I think they're adorable and their height does not bother me. I think it's so cute. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, essentially what you're saying is really allowing the universe to have a part I think everyone wants to control everything. And that's the perfectionist side that I discuss a lot with my audience here, but also with my clients of really trying to release the control of constantly having it to be a certain way that you pictured it in your head, thinking that is the only way it can successfully happen. Um, I think that that completely relates in dating as well. Um, I so I do want to share a little bit about, um, cause I, I told you I specialize a little bit in manifestation as well as my sustainable habits. And I have not really shared my journey of how I manifested my fiance because I 100% manifested him. Like when it, when I forget that when I kind of get down on myself and be like, Oh, manifestations are not as happening as fast or whatever. It is truly a lifestyle and a mindset. And I have to remember, I manifested a whole person. Like, right. <laughs> like that is so powerful. And so 
And a lot of people, sometimes they'll ask me because they see we've done like some travel blogging stuff together and we do a lot of dance stuff. So people see our journey. So they're like, oh my gosh, I want what you have. I want, you know, they just see the love and the excitement and the dancing and the passion. And they don't understand that like, it's been four years of making sure that like, we are there for each other and we're building our relationship and we're, we're supporting each other's goals and dreams and the hard times are there. And the, you know, it's, it's, we've been through all the highs and lows and maybe we weren't going to make it and we were going to break up. Um, but people don't see that on social media. We show them the good side of things. Uh, yeah. As uh, most people do. <laughs> as most people do. And I, and it's not that I don't want to show them the bad either. It's just like, that's usually like, we're going through our personal time, making sure that we're cultivating our relationship. But when it comes to manifestation and how I, you know, feel like really this came into my life is I, throughout my twenties, I was very actively casually dating. Like I will very you know, honestly say that I was not looking for anything serious. I was focused hundred percent on my career. I was loving being single and I had, you know, casual relationships wherever and whenever I could, um, when I wasn't traveling, you know, cause I was just kind of, Oh, this could be someone, Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And what is so crazy is I was trying because ideally I've always had this dream of being with the love of my life, getting married and traveling the world with him. That's always been like goal. But when I was focusing on my career and everything, I really didn't have time to put the the effort into creating that kind of relationship, thinking it was just going to just happen. So I was finding these people and I was essentially trying to make them into the perfect, the ideal guy I was looking for to Mm -hmm. marry and travel with. Many people do that, by the way, many people. Totally, totally. And I was like a repeat offender of this. And (laughs) I would then blame them saying, oh, they're not ready for a relationship or they're not husband material, or I would never bring this person home to meet my family or they can't handle my lifestyle or whatever excuse I would give them. When in reality, whether that was true or not, the only reason that they were there is because I was attracting that type of energy into my life. And even though I said I was trying to create these relationships out of casual situations, it was me who was putting myself in those situations to be with guys who were not ready. Yeah. You know? And so I had a lot of, you know, I have a lot of really close girlfriends that were talking to me. They're, you know, um, a lot deeper into their faith. And they were like, you know, really, if you want to, they're all married and very happily married. And they're like, if you want to find someone that, you know, really is your person, you really need to start like setting some boundaries for the way that you go into these relationships. Um, and I said, yeah, yeah, I know. I get it. You're so right. And of course I knew they were right, but I almost was like for a little while, I would say for a year, year and a half was just not hearing it. I was just like, you know, it'll figure itself out. I'm not too worried about it. And I got to a point where I was just like, I got, I got, I kind of got my heart kind of you know, messed with a little bit. And I was just like, done. And I was like, okay, this is clearly not going in the right direction. I need to change some of my habits and disciplines. Yeah. Sometimes we need that experience to get us to make a true change. So totally. Yeah. And so what ended up happening is I kind of cleansed myself from all of that in my last, you know, relation. And I, uh, and I started just getting to a place of just trying to manifest what I really wanted. And, and, talking out loud and writing it down. And what does that look like? And who is this person? And, you know, just really starting to implement the techniques of manifestation into um, like what I was looking for. And I told myself I would not um, settle for anything less than being with the next person is going to be a committed relationship. That's going to be the person that I am hopefully going to build a life with. And that means like sex is off the table at the beginning. Like we're really going to invest in each other, you know, for a little bit. And within, I mean, after making that decision, when I tell you within like a month is when I, cause I had already talked to him on Facebook Right. So within a month, we met for the first time I was supposed to meet another guy there. He was just, you know, uh, some guy that was like, Oh, I would love to meet up with you. I was like, great. You know, come to the salsa event. I brought my girlfriend. I was like, we'll just meet up super 
super casual, but like, I'm not going to be, you know, expectations and all this stuff. We're just going to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And that guy never showed up. <laughs> everything happens for a reason. I everything happens for reason. And when I left, my girlfriend and I were about to leave and I look over and I see my fiance, well, my future husband at the time, I see this guy and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know that guy, but I had never seen him in the circuit before. But I was like, wait a minute. I feel like I know that guy. So I went up to him and I said, Hey, would you like to dance? And he goes, Oh my gosh, it's you. And I was like, I like took a step back and he's like, you don't remember me, do you? And I was like, I do remember you. I was like, that's why I came up here, but I didn't want to be like, Oh my gosh, I know you from Facebook. I thought that'd be weird. And so he's the one that broke the eyes. We ended up dancing like two or three times. It was amazing. I found out he was Haitian. He spoke French. So all of my girls were like, yeah, you want a dancer who speaks French who like basically looks like Jason Derulo. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. And they're like, yeah, good luck. That guy doesn't really exist. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. And sure enough, like when I introduced this Noel to my, to my girlfriends, they were like, who is this person? How is this person exactly what you wanted? And he's charming and he's kind and he's a hard worker and he's ambitious. And he like, like, and he comes from a good family and all these things. It was just like, what? <laughs> like what? So manifestation works. It's, real. Um, it's definitely real. It's a real thing. When you talk to your clients and you help them optimize their profile, you help them to understand how to um, be flexible with the methods of how they go about dating and doing all of these things. How much of mindset and manifestation um, do you incorporate into your coaching? That's a really good question. So honestly, it all depends on the client, right? I have clients that are like feel really defeated. Um, COVID just made them realize how much more lonelier they are and they're not as patient, right? But what I tell them is this is our journey, right? We know what the goal is. You have to trust me along this process, but I make myself available. Now, boundaries is one thing. <laughs> so I make myself available to my clients, but I'm also like, I'm, I'm a human too. And I have my own life, yes. but you know, you can always reach out to me for a time for us to chit chat. Cause I know you need this. Right. But yes. I never want them to feel alone. Right. Mm-hmm. At all. But we also go through this exercise where they tell me, where I ask them, what are you looking for? What are your ideal personality traits in someone? Like, oh, I want him to be this tall and be, and be, okay, no, no, let's not talk about the physical just yet. Tell me about his heart. How does he talk to you? How does he communicate? What do you truly want and desire? And that's where their minds just begin to like open up and their hearts are just like, wow, this is amazing. Cause it's focusing you to, it's challenging you to, you to focus on what's on the inside. And therefore you can manifest who you truly want in a partner, right? So. I've met clients where they are, where they're at, because that's what they need. They need me to meet them exactly where they're at and then help them grow. But I never leave them in the dark or in the dust because it's our journey. And I care about them and their hearts just as much as they do. And I want them to know that it's not always going to be easy. This is not an easy process. I just snap my fingers and have the perfect man or woman for you. I would love that to happen, but that's not how life works. So it's, it's just being there for them, not only as their matchmaker, but like their, their biggest wing woman, if you will, their, their cheerleader in this game of life and love. Yeah. So that's what I do. But manifestation is real. Um, even I need to work on that sometimes, me, myself, right? And yes. I have no issues telling clients that. Like, I want you to know that, again, this is our journey and I will be there for you every step of the way, but you have to trust the process. Some people will get down on their, themselves like, oh, well, I just don't think I'm dateable or stop that. That mm-hmm. negative self-talk. <laughs> limiting beliefs though. Limiting beliefs and they negative creep self-talk. up. Yeah. They do. They do. And so yeah. I'm here to remind them that there are 7.8 billion people in this world. Don't you ever, ever, yes. ever give up on finding love. Like, let me help you but it's not going to be easy it's going to be a journey and I'm here with you every step of the way so yeah trusting the universe and the process the divine timing but I love how you said like for you it's it's a daily practice for me for everyone like just because I teach people how to manifest um yeah it's become a lifestyle and I don't think about a lot of the steps of manifesting at this point but there are still days where I'm like okay seriously I'm trying to up level my life and I'm like come on, what is happening? How are we going backwards? And then you, you know, it's really a process of self-reflection and self-awareness of like, what am I avoiding? What's the limiting belief that keeps popping up? How can I work through this and not put a bandaid over it and make it, you know, and move on because that's not fixing the problem. And that's why the universe is not meeting you at that vibration. Cause your vibration is still low in that area. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and so we discuss, you know, how to move, but again, like you said, it is a daily practice. And that's why I say even coaches need coaches because we need to be held accountable as well. And we're just trying to manifest in a different, you know, up level, but we've been where you've been. We know what you're going through. We've been there and we still every, you know, day need to go through the daily practice of trusting the universe and the process or, you know, whatever the higher power is that you, that you resonate with. Um, I think the biggest thing I want to discuss real quick is, well, not real quick, but like (laughs) the concept of self-love, um, because for me in particular, in my experience, um, is in order for me to find my person, I needed to cleanse myself of all of the things I had already been through and what I was trying to do. And just all those things that maybe in my twenties felt a little bit like, insecurity, trying to find someone to love me when in reality we need to love ourselves first or who else is going to love us. Right. Um, and we also can't expect that person to come into our life. I think that's what Disney, a lot of people have been fighting against Disney for in that regard is that Disney will show you that, Oh, everything will be perfect. Once that man comes into your life or that woman comes into your life and now they complete you. Right. And you hear people say, Oh, my other half, my better half. Like these are not terms that my fiance and I use. We are both whole people (laughs) and we don't, we are not one half of a person that is being completed by this person. If this person walks out of our life, yeah, it's going to be devastating for a little while, but this is the person that I have a relationship with for the rest of my life is me. And I need to love me and not expect him to validate my feelings of love. So I guess in a long about way, what is, um, how do you help your clients when they're so desperately looking for someone else that you can sense that it's some sort of like insecurity of validating the feelings of love that they're going to pour all themselves into this person. When in reality, you probably know they need a lot of like self-love they need to be dating themselves for a while how do you how do you work with those kinds of clients so I just tell them to focus on the great things that they love about themselves like what what makes you such a great fit or match for someone else like oh well I'm very patient I'm very loving very kind look at all these amazing things about yourself right and just focus on those and what you bring to the table but also don't be afraid to eat alone because there are going to be some dinners alone louder louder for the people in the back don't be afraid (laughs) to eat alone that is so profound it is but the thing is dating out here is tough for a lot of people. It it is time consuming. It is draining. And then getting rejected does not feel good, whether you're a man or a woman, of course, because men tend to approach women more, essentially they, or or men or other men or other women approaching other women, whatever you're into, rejection doesn't feel good either way. But being able to pick yourself up and be like, okay, you know what? That person can't see the greatest that I am. That is okay. There may be someone else right? Like being able to just take ownership for who you are and the amazing person that encompasses everything that makes you, you, you know, that's something that people need to keep at the forefront of their minds. And I have no issues encouraging people of their their worth because it's something that people can forget a lot, especially if they feel like they are constantly being diminished when it comes to dating or if they're so discouraged or like bad date after bad date, whatever the case may be. It's important to have people that speak life into you, right? Um, yes. Also, YouTube has a lot of really inspirational pep talks. <laughs> um, so I, I always encourage people those and affirmations. Yeah. Big part of life, right? Something that people should hold true to them all the time, whenever they can, as much as they can. So there's that part. Just yeah. having them realize who they are and everything that they bring to the table. And also, again, not being afraid to eat alone. It is okay. You will be okay yeah. one day at a time. Well, that's it. And you need to know what you like. I think the thing is, is that for me specifically, when I was traveling all the time and then I was casually dating and I was always just around so many people, I was never just alone with myself Mm. and going to the movies by yourself, going to, you know, treating yourself to a nice dinner. Like you said, eating alone, Um, like uh, my manifestation coach that um, I work with at the beginning, when we were talking about things, she was like, you need to be, I mean, we weren't talking about love because I was already with my my fiance, when we were, I was working with her, but she talks to people who are trying to manifest love. And she says, date yourself. Like, what do you want this other person to do for you? Do that for yourself. Treat yourself to a spa day, treat yourself to a a nice dinner, get dressed up, 
buy yourself a new outfit, get a hair, you know, style, all these different things that you would be doing to impress someone else. Why are you not doing that for yourself? Yeah. You know, and then the universe will feel that vibrational shift and be like, okay, like now, you know, kind of what you want, what movies you like, what yeah. kind of food you enjoy. Cause sometimes people go from one relationship to the next and they're never really single. Yeah. And they don't actually know what they like. They're like, oh, I thought I liked all this stuff, but really that was just stuff my ex liked. Mm-hmm. It wasn't stuff I liked. Yeah. So then they don't really, they're, they've lost their identity in all of these relationships and they need to date themselves for a minute. Um, you know? Oh, sorry. I was no, gonna- no. Well, one thing you mentioned is a spa day and I always encourage single men and women to have some time for self-care journey on top of whether you have children or you don't have children and you're just navigating, you're focused on your career, you're navigating through the channels of life. Make sure you are taking some self-care day somewhere, at least once a week, a day or some time or a space to just be. (laughs) Absolutely. know, and do something for self, right? Like people neglect self a lot more than they should and be patient with yourself as well. Be patient with yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But also understanding the difference between self-care and self-love because self-care is the spa days, the bubble baths, you know, the treating to dinners and things like that. Self-love is understanding yourself on a deeper level and appreciation for what you bring to this world, the impact you can make and not being self-deprecating and limiting beliefs and all these things and, you know, body image, all of those things kind of go into the self-love so that you're not waiting for someone to validate you and say, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful. I love what you, you know, or you are so beautiful. And then when that person leaves now, all of a sudden they take all of that love with them and you're left with, you know, like not, not feeling confident in who you are. Right. Um, That's something that I think people need to build up before they get into a relationship specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to segue a little bit. You had chatted a little bit before about, you said, well, when men are seeking women or women are seeking men, but we have a whole different dynamic going on right now. We have men seeking men and women seeking women, and we have transgender and all the amazing people in the community of um, LGBTQ. How do you also work with clients like that? Are you also helping men find men and women find women? How has that kind of like been a part of your business. Yes. I love that you mentioned that. Um, so I, my, my niche, if I'm being completely open and yes, honest, my niche is primarily African-American and black people ages 28 to 68. Now who those people are and decide to date is entirely up to them. But my primary business is focused on my community because again, there aren't very many matchmakers that look like me now because I came from the matchmaking institute i have a lot of people i can reach out to a large network of other matchmakers and dating specialists i love that but i will never turn anybody away based on how they identify sexually um, or their race but when i will say though majority of the clients that come to me have been heterosexual however i do have clients that have come to me that are in the lgbtq community the beautiful thing about that is that i also have other matchmakers that specifically work with LGBTQ people as well. So my database is forever flowing and growing. If your heart is in the right place, right? And if you are a marriage-minded individual, I want to help you, period. Now, there's so many different factors that come into play and I get that, but my goal is to find out what makes your heart smile and do everything in my power to bring that to you, so. Definitely, no, I absolutely love that. Yeah, because I think, (laughs) I think, you know, I have a lot of friends that are, in the LGBTQ community, but also, you know, I have friends that are married that, you know, and all, and, and, um, you know, uh, same, same sex, heterosexual, all that stuff. But sometimes we question like, which is harder? You know, I actually have some friends as well that are bisexual and they're like, sometimes it's easier to date women. Sometimes it's easier to date men. Sometimes do you find that, um, that sometimes that there can be, uh, kind of a a discrepancy on that like it's it's easier it would be easier for this couple or to find someone for this person or whatever or does it even matter like you said if your heart's in the right place so it just depends right because there are some for instance there can be someone who's pansexual who's open Mm -hmm. to all genders on the spectrum which I completely identify with and there's those bisexual people that like oh I'm open to being 
it's called heteronormative, right? Where I'm attracted to both men and women, but I prefer to date men. But with women, it's more of a sexual connection. I've, I've met all different types of people, all different types of things. I love that. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at the that's end of the day, so cool. it is, see, it is. And that's why I applaud people for being who they are because yeah. of society. A lot of people want to hide, but you don't have to hide with me. <laughs> my goal is to find that person and do everything in my power to match you with someone who can truly let you be you where you both feel that this is going to be long-term and loving and filled with hope and joy, right? But you still have to do the work. But my right. main goal is finding out, okay, well, who do you see yourself walking down the aisle with, right? Like who do you want to see you walking down the aisle or essentially who can you see yourself spending forever with? And that kind of narrows it down. Some people, oh, I'm so open to either or. In that case, I present a man and a woman and see where things go. Right. Cause yeah. it just depends. It just depends on where they're it's at. All about right. visualization though. You always keep bringing it back to that, which is like manifestation 101 is really all about visualization and really imagining yourself there. Cause our thoughts are so powerful. They are, there are, there are. Yeah. And um, our tongues are also powerful tools. So what you speak. <laughs> yeah. Self-talk. Oh, yes. So um, I do encourage people to just be themselves and tell me exactly what you're looking for and where your heart is at. Cause I want to meet you there and help you elevate period. It doesn't matter what background you come from, but I, I like the fact that I'm very, um, open and honest about who my primary niche is. That way, when people come into my database, they already know, okay, well, you know what? I am open to dating all, right. all sorts of people, or, you know, they just already know what it is. I don't want to shy away from that because it's my community. And that's part of why I started this business. So I love that. No, that's so awesome. I mean, that's the thing. Like we have, I think it's so beautiful to see so many people, you know, uh, stepping into their truth uh, openly and being accepted. And, you know, I mean, we still have a long way to go in so many different, you know, communities, but I think we've made some huge progress and we need to remember to celebrate those progresses because, uh, to see how far we've come you know, from people coming out originally and it just being such traumatic experiences to now being celebrated um, and widely accepted. So um, one last thing I want to chat about is uh, location. So you said you're in Seattle. Yes. So I'm based out of Seattle. Okay. And I have heard, I haven't been there yet, but that's on the bucket list in the U.S. I've been to a lot of U.S. states. The Seattle's one I haven't hit yet. I um, live in Las Vegas and I, that, oh, sorry, that's just crazy. Yeah. I have a client that is schooling right now um, in law school, actually, and is actually relocating to Vegas. So he has to be okay. Well, he's, he's, he wants to date a woman that is open to moving to Las Vegas because he's already been hired at a firm there. So I'm just like, wow. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that all of those things kind of, you know, take into effect when you're doing something like that. So, but my question is, is, um, Las Vegas is kind of like known for not being a great dating pool, yeah. if I'm being honest. Right. Um, and there's a few other states that are similar to that. You know, it's just like the community is just, um, it's just hard to find someone. Also yeah. in California, I lived in California for a while. Um, for me, uh, I was never able to find someone that wanted to be with me for me. It was always like, everyone's in the hustle and grind of Hollywood. What can you do for me? Or- right you know, you have a huge LGBTQ community out here. So a lot of people would rather date my brother than date me. And I was like, well, <laughs> that leaves me in the dust. Yeah. So, which I wasn't mad about, but I was like frustrated. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to find my person here. I also didn't think I was going to find my person in Las Vegas, but because of our community, our dance community, we were able to find each other, but I thought I was going to find someone on the road. Cause I was just always traveling and just find someone and we would probably end up having to relocate. Yeah. But I heard that Seattle is actually a really good date market. Is that true? It depends on who you are and what you're looking for. Um, so sure. Seattle, Washington is predominantly Caucasian um, okay. more than any other um, race or ethnicity. However, there are a lot of cultures that are there. There's a lot of Asian people as well. Okay. Um, there's not, there's not very many black, I'd say less than 10% black people, which wow. is part of why I started my business there. Yeah. But I wanted to let people know that there is someone that looks like you that's here and present. Yes. So again, it just depends on what you're looking for. There are people that are really adamant about, um, dating other people that are in their race only. And there's mm. people that are kind of open-minded in that regard. They don't really care. Just, it's all about the connection. I want people to just be true to themselves. You tell me exactly what you're looking for and I will assist you. Right. So Definitely. again, 
it's a, a very tech run world and it's a very beautiful place, but they have some strides to make towards diversity. There's a lot of cultural events that happen and take place, but it's very different than um, New York <laughs> or right. no. So um, yeah. that's that part, but Seattle is home for me. It's where I've come from. It's where I grew up. So I do love Seattle. Um, I love the fresh air there, but I do encourage people, you know, to just visit places and stop being limited to your own city and state. Mm. Well, that's another thing. So, you know, yeah. talking about all of our cities and stuff, I yeah. was on the road a lot. So I was able to be exposed to a lot of people coming from different countries and different places. And we would end up meeting at these events and conventions, um, in my dance community. But, um, really it doesn't matter at this point like we if the pandemic taught us anything which it's taught us a lot but this one specifically is that we are connected virtually in such a way that we've never been ever before, ever before. um yeah. so so really it doesn't matter where that person is because like you said if they end up finding someone online you're helping them to optimize and create a you know a really appealing profile um that person if they end up liking each other enough can relocate, you yeah. know, to be in the same space. So really you're working with an online, you know, and a limitless possibility of, like you said, the 7 billion people or whatever on the planet. Um, yeah. it, it helps you to probably grow your business faster. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's essentially what, but th then again, there has been people that I have to turn down if their heart is in the right place or they just seem really negative. The consultations are very in depth. It's an hour and I will not schedule with you unless you can get on video chat with me and commit to an hour. Cause I want to make sure that whoever is submitting this form is an actual person for one. And that is serious. There's certain questions yeah. that I can ask you that will kind of gauge where you're at. If you're telling me, Oh, I just want a man that doesn't cheat because all men cheat. Okay, you're being really negative right now, my love. Let, let's. Yes, <laughs> let's yes, yes. What did your last relationship teach you? How long ago was that? Like, have you totally right. healed that relationship? Because last thing I want you doing is me introducing you to someone, and because that wound hasn't healed, you start bleeding on your next partner. I want no part Ooh. in that. And I have no issues telling someone I think you're a great person, but you may need some therapy. And there's some people that already know that they need therapy, and that's great. Yes. I commend them, especially men that admit to needing therapy. It's kind of like this there's this stigma with men, especially in our community about therapy, yes. but yeah. Um, again, when, but that aside, they're really, you should really, you shouldn't really limit yourself to a certain city or state, or at least be open to someone relocating for you when it comes to love. Mm -hmm. Cause you never know. Some people I get it with their careers. I understand that, but there may be a reason why you're not finding anyone exactly where you're at. So expand. Right. I yeah. always say, you're not a tree. You can move. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> for anything, even for like for dating, for your mental state, you know, for your career, whatever it is you're trying to do, like be open, like you said, to other, um, other locations, but yeah. So, so that's probably how you help people, you know, with the stigma of like, Oh, I can't online date. Like, you know, I've had even family members that are like, I'm just, I'm not from this generation. I can't find someone online. Everyone's just, you know, catfishing me and all these things. Yeah. Like that's, that's, you know, there's this stigma about online dating, but I think now with, through the pandemic, I think people have learned, you know, that, or they're learning that online dating is not as bad as what everyone says it is. Yeah. But some people just don't want to do it. In that case, hire a matchmaker, <laughs> get in as databases as you can. Right. Because gotcha. they're doing that work for you essentially. So, okay. I see what you're saying. It's kind of like having an agent. It is. Right? And they're kind of putting their name out in everyone's spaces. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. That's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, listen, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. I love talking all things love and relationships. I think the fact that you started with um, the movie Hitch, like <laughs> one of my all-time favorite couples is Will and Jada. Yeah, of course. Definitely. Well, power couple. A lot. The last couple of years, they've been through a lot, but they've they made have. But you know what? With her on Red Table Talk, sharing all of her realness. I respect and just, that. And just, you know, them showing what the media was saying and then what was really happening behind the scenes. Like, yeah. man, they've stood by each other and they have put in the work they have. together. Yeah. And I respect that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So I, what I would say is, what are your kind of closing thoughts or comments on 
just love in general and what the future looks like for people still looking for love. Yeah. Um, so I do want people to know how to reach me essentially. Yes, um, please. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, and all of your information we're going to put, cause I have all of your links and bios. We'll put that in the show notes. So anyone who does want to reach out to Chai, please do. She's amazing. And we'll put all of her stuff in the show notes, but please tell us now how we can get a hold of you. Yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Chi. Feel free, feel free, feel free to reach out to me, DM me. You can hit me up on Instagram. I don't mind. Um, some people are weird about it, but I don't care. Um, DM me. My information is in my bio on Instagram. And you can follow me at NYA, which stands for not your average, love by Chi, B-Y-C-H-I, Chi. Um, and that's also my handle on Twitter, on TikTok. I don't use TikTok that much, but I thought I'd let you know if you are a TikTok person. There you um, go. Yeah. Um, my website is www.nyaloveanddating.com. NY does not stand for New York. I have never been a resident of New York. It stands for NYA, meaning not your average, um, because I'm very different from other matchmakers out there, out there with my approach and everything. But yeah, I love to have a conversation with you and meet you where you're at. But check out my website and let me know if you have any questions. Um, when it comes to love and dating, it's not always easy out there, but the reward is something beautiful. If you just be patient and put in the work and truly manifest what you want and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to speak it into the universe. Speak it out to what you want and don't settle. Do not settle. Do not settle. Yes. Do not. <laughs> Louder for the people in the back. Don't settle. And be fearless. Like that's just in anything that that's we do, no guys. For it. You can't keep doing the same things and expecting, you know, results. A different you result. Different. Yeah, you have to try something different. Step out of your comfort zone. Join a meetup group. You know, you never know. You never yes. know who's out there until you put yourself out there. So that's it. These are all really, really good <laughs> tips and advice on how to find that person and just be open. Like, you know, like she said, like, just put your heart out there. Don't be afraid. Even if you've been hurt in the past, heal yourself, get that self-love in and find and move on to the next, you know, life is short. Yeah. You know, your person is out there and I believe that we can connect with a lot of different souls. Don't be jaded and be fearless. <laughs> So yes, I'm going to leave on that. Thank you so, so much for being here. You've been amazing. And if anyone wants to get a hold of you, we'll put everything in the show notes. And I so appreciate everything. Thanks for talking all things love. Thank you so much for listening to the Recovering Perfectionist podcast. I'm Christine. And if this episode resonated with you or spoke to you in any way, please feel free to share. I absolutely love hearing from you guys and your thoughts about the topics based on your experiences. And also, if there's anything you want me to talk about, just screenshot this episode and share it on social media with your comments. Your feedback really helps me to curate episodes that best serve you. If you have time, I would greatly appreciate if you could leave a review wherever you're listening to this episode, whether on Apple or Spotify or any other platform. I'm wishing you a blessed week ahead. And remember, perfection doesn't exist. Take messy action. Healthy habits keep us balanced and you are enough.